This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back. And Tanny, first-time listeners, this might not be the best place to jump in, but we're happy to have you. My name is Cameron Baker, and I play Bernard on the show. Last time, Bernard and his fellow agents of Anarium, Marcellus, played by Taylor Catron, and Orpheus, played by Rob Hamilton, spent the episode traversing a swamp in search of whatever is behind the local disappearances. It appears they found it. And whatever it is, it sounds very big. Let's join our wonderful game master, Samuel Herber, and the rest of the cast and find out what is stalking this swamp. Shall we? Good. Marcellus reaches out with his preternatural senses. And from 50 yards away, he senses a heartbeat. He has lived long enough to know that something is off. That is that is not what he should be picking up in this zone, especially if she's a ghost, and probably not of that size. But there's nothing else around. There is this apparent woman standing at the water's edge, holding a lantern. Marcellus, what do you tell your friends? What do you do? I'm going to keep my eyes on her at all times, but I'm going to tell them, hey, uh, she's not a ghost. She's got a heartbeat, and it's a very large heart. Something is off. I don't like it. And then I want to read a bad situation. Okay. Maybe I can get a 13. Yeah, knowing your luck tonight, yes, probably. Fuck you. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> you guys are like the fucking worst. Okay, what's your question? What you got for me? Which one? You ruled an 11. What you got? I get two questions. You get two? All right. <laughs> Enjoy them while they last. Oh, These will. dice rolls will not last forever. <laughs> yeah, not in combat. That's gonna be as soon as combat starts, you all die, and it's like, well, fuck, where were your 13s now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, first question is, is this vulnerable to me? Yeah, if you hit it hard enough, you can do some damage. It's not even particularly well protected. It's not used to predators. Okay. 
What's the best way in? I need you to clarify what that means. It's literally what the question I know it does. (laughs) Um, But I can't clarify. Into this situation? What is the best way to get... I don't want to say up close and personal with this thing, but Mm -hmm. yeah, up close and personal with this thing, essentially. All right. With this this woman standing by water's edge, it's probably going to be straight in. She can't run back up the hill behind her that quickly. She has yet to acknowledge your presence. As of right now, your best way in, maybe not straight on though. Let's be, I mean, let's think about it. Like the boats, like she's, she's here. Okay. And your boat comes straight into her. She's going to obviously see you. Like, she sees you. Like, no, maybe she can't run up the hill behind her, but she's right there. So maybe... It's more of let's come in from a side. Let's pick um, a clock degree. Let's I think guess three o'clock rather than six. Lay of the six. land is their land over here to her right. You've got or kind of the hill that she's right. like. It comes down to her. She's standing here, and you've got some land over here. It's not really an island. It's it's there's Patchy some land patchiness. Land. Yeah, where there's land about. Okay. And you can kind of come in from the side here and see what you can see. I'll give you that. You can come in from the right or the left. Both are very similar. There is more water to the left than the right. There's a little bit more land about on the right side. So if you come, I, you're reading this situation as your keeper, knowing things you don't. Your best choice is probably coming in from an angle, whether it be 9 o'clock or 3 o'clock. Okay. Coming in straight doesn't seem advantageous. I was I was more thinking of if there was land around her, mm-hmm. we go to that land off to the side and then okay. get her flanker from that way. All right. So you're thinking coming in from the right? Yeah. Docking with land? Yeah. And then interacting? Then getting on foot and interacting because I'm not going to be able to do shit standing in a boat. Okay. Okay. Um, what, are, what are we all thinking here? We've got some information. We're moving forward. I can do this as my... I know I've I've been drinking my... Uh, what will be known as boomer juice. Uh, Bo- boomer juice? Boomer juice. Boomer juice. According okay. to this move. Um, uh, I carry around a flask filled with boomer juice. What is the liquid? Who fucking knows? That's what this move says. We all know. It's bourbon. Uh, <laughs> it, it, there's no child safety warnings uh, on this. It's it's bourbon. Uh, if you drink your boomer juice, I gain plus one on ongoing kick some ass and act under pressure rolls and gain plus one armor, but gain minus one ongoing to anything involving charm or sharp based rolls for three narrative hours. So I should have done this earlier. <laughs> you, are, you are prepping for combat, more or less. This yeah. is more of a... Well, all right. Yeah. We're not we're not using our head anymore. It's we're we're a little tipsy and we're ready to hurt but I something. I think we can't say I have drank several times. Oh yeah, and we just now I'm just telling you this is what happens when I drink yeah. my boomer juice. Well, now, the question is, you won't like me when I'm drunk. And I think no one likes you. It's a fair question. This boomer juice that you have, which you can give it a different name. We don't have to follow what they've written in there. We know it's that move. 
is it a second flask other than your first one with something a bit more potent in it? Because if we make it canon that the flask you drink from all the time is your boomer juice, every time you drink it, that causes your stat change. I would say that's probably a good point. So if, I, like a spe- I if a you want to establish... It might be my singular one. Um, it's up to you. Because if you want to have, like, you have a small... Eight, like one of the littler ones, like a, just a shot and like flask. your boot that you can hit. Well, I mean, I'm not going to give you a time. I throw. would like it to stay my same flask, and I guess the way I would spin it because now I missed that last part of that move where it was for three narrative hours. Because I think I did take a drink early on, like when, within the first hour when we've been playing. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, it's going to be I'm gonna I'm gonna roll and we'll see um, if I'm gonna get a. Plus on my kick some ass and act under pressure rolls and gain plus one armor. Is there a rule for it? I thought it was just you did it and it, it happened. Does it. Or does it? Yeah, there's no rule there. You just do it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I just have it. Um, so I don't have to do anything there. Oh, no, yeah. Um, you just have to remember you have your plus one armor, so you take one less harm every time you get injured. Okay. Well, and because of that armor stat, it won't stack. Right. If it right. didn't have that armor, I might let you stack it once or twice, where you can literally become an idiot who barely remembers how to drink, but by God, you can throw a punch. Right, right. <clears throat> and maybe we can play with that later. Yeah. It depends. But because it's giving you armor, I can't do shit. too much, but it's literally like you are throwing punches like hammer falls. You're just add like a negative one sharp which right. when you do uh, as your keeper uh, i'm inclined to inform you i'll use that i will use that so hard <laughs> especially after going today's after rolls yeah you're trading like don fry and takiyama um okay well i think um at this point i think i'm just gonna take a shot with the shotgun all right so you guys are talking like if you're shotgunning at her you're touch and land next to where she's 10, 15 feet away. All right. Yeah. Roll to kick some ass. Let's see what happens next. Yeah. An eight. Plus, I don't I don't need your laughter. Plus one. <laughs> plus one, which uh, would be plus... Kick some ass would be plus tough, too, right? Yeah. Yep. So eight. Plus three. Plus three. Plus one. Yeah. No, because ah, you're kick some ass. Your tough is freaking ridiculous. You rolled His a twelve. Tough is plus three, and then he got the plus one from the thing. And when you rolled kick some ass on a ten or better, because you guys have not reached the advanced moves, which unlocks some other cool shit for you. On a ten plus, you can choose to have an extra effect. You gain the advantage, take plus one forward, or give plus one forward to another hunter. You can inflict terrible harm, which means you're going to do a little bit more damage. It's plus one to your damage. You suffer less harm, which means whatever its reaction is, you take negative one harm. Or you force them where you want them to go. I will give you the... Much like the spider, where it's... You put your shotgun between its teeth, and you can kind of guide it to kind of redirect what's happening. What would you like to do? such an open situation, I think here I would like to... You'll have to cut that part out. Yeah, I I would like to inflict... Oh, that's arm. true. <laughs> and I'm just going to, I, I'm going to, we've talked about my, this is a double barrel shotgun. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to let loose both barrels. All right. I need you guys to attempt to avert your eyes from this just based on the space I have to work with. I need to keep track of what she's got. 
Um, I'm not. I mean, I trust you guys. You're my players and you're my friends. But um, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Your reveal is about to happen. But if you have some idea what kind of health she has, it'll change the way you play the yeah. game. Yeah. And I don't want it to affect you guys. So you're doing four damage. All right. Uh, you pull that trigger. Um, any thoughts or feelings about weird feminine shape standing by the water in front of you before you pull, like, as you're pulling that trigger? What do you think? I'm thinking I was told that this is... I'm thinking that I don't even think that what I'm seeing is whatever this actually is. I think that I'm thinking this is... Probably some bigger, worse monster that is luring us in is what I think this is. That's uh, that's a pretty solid guess. <laughs> because about three feet behind where you thought that woman was standing, as those pellets hit, and that light source that was lighting up the area around you explodes in a strange gooeyness, the eye opens up. In this moment of muzzle flash it sees you it dilates and it attacks the boat the boat is overturned you hear the thumping of its strange fin-like feet as it directs itself in the direction of where its attackers just were though you may not know it you may not know it until the sun comes up tomorrow you hear the amount of water moving around that boat as this amphibious anglerfish's mouth slams shut by where the bait was sitting. She has been here long enough that she is very large. That hill you saw behind the woman standing at the edge. Yeah, she's got some moss growing on her, but that's all her. She has a very small back fin, and the small feet on either side of her are attempting to move around on land. The thing you have right now is that she's slow. The thing working against you is that her teeth are huge, and if you get caught in that maw, you are stuck in it unless you can free yourself. The mouth is death. The body, because of the way you came in, reading the situation and understanding that coming in front would be bad, you weren't in the center of her mouth when it slammed shut. You are all in the water right now. You have time to move. The water's not super deep, but she has movements and things available to her. We have entered combat. What would you gentlemen like to do with our amphibious anglerfish that is far larger than she ever should have ever been. I'd like to read a bad situation. I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to read a bad situation. I think things just got fucked and I just want to make sure. I, I, I would personally... It was, it was so hard to answer your question without giving anything away. Because like as as the keeper and wanting it to go as bad as possible, I wanted to be like, oh, he read a bad situation. What's the best way in? Well, the best way in her fucking mouth is straight in. Yeah. So just pull up to her and deal with it. That's the best way to deal with it. And I'm like, no, we need to be fair to the players and it needs to be, hey, if you come in from the right, okay, your boat gets tipped over, but you're safer. Yeah. So it's like, where do I balance what's fair to you versus what's good for story? And I just want you guys to know that I chose you. <laughs> I chose you. You are in the water. It will at least take an action to get out of it unless you wish to make your stand in the water. 
which will open you up for some of her attacks. How far away is she? She is roughly 10 feet away. His shotgun would not have been effective if you were any further away than that. Okay. Um, Her eye is still there, but remember, not all of you can see in the dark. Rob has general sense, Bernard is blind, and Marcellus can see far more than the the others can. But her being in the middle of the water and not being surrounded by trees also would put Rob in something of a disadvantage. I want you guys to be prepared for your combat. Remember that there is no initiative. You can all choose to help one another out as you like. I'm guessing, like, so this is a a swampy area. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing... You've got a good chunk of water. Her mouth fit under that water, but yeah. it is swampy. There is land. You're right by it. That's by your part. I, I would like to roll act under pressure, and I'm I want to try to scramble to find anywhere. Any type of land it, purchase. Any, any yeah, anything that I can kind of get my feet on, even okay. a little bit. Give me a roll at a plus one because of the side that you. Are those the dice. Don't look at me. I didn't hide your dice as much as I oh, would yeah, have liked to. You you made good choices. Your bad situation it puts you in a good spot. It should be easy to find land. What's your act under pressure? That's a six plus your cool. That's a cool. five plus his cool. Oh, six plus six because I gave him a plus one yeah, because cool, of the situation you're in. Yeah, cool is a plus two. So. so you got an eight. You got an eight. You find land. Not a problem. Stand up. Two three steps forward. Not a big deal. Problem is. You shot her with that double barrel? Uh, the bag with all your shells in it? Not on your person anymore. It's on the boat. Okay. Um, I think I, if I can, if I can double up on a, a bit of a, another action here, um, I want to grab my axe. That I guess we haven't talked about how I have it. To mm-hmm. me, I've had it like it's on my back. Right. I'm okay with that. That makes sense. You've been doing this long enough. Yeah. It's not like it's something you picked up in town and there, you would have a holster leather rigging system yeah. of some kind. He's, he's kind of always got it right there. I will let you equip yourself, and then we'll pick the next player. Okay. If that's okay. Uh, I'm, yep, I'm standing there. I've got this equipped uh, both my hands, and I'm, I'm ready for my next move. Time her reaction to what you have done is to slowly start turning herself toward the direction of where you all fell in the water. She is large. And she is slow. Okay. Who's next? Um, I'd like to uh, preternatural speed. Okay. Plus one ongoing. Yeah. On. So I can get kind of flank her. Since she's turning towards us, I want to get off to her side. Stupid question. I assume you want to go on land. Okay, you're not you're not like Daffy ducking like run in place no, on water. No, okay, no, no, I figure. No. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> no. <clears throat> okay, what do you want to do when you get there? Um, because the, the, how tall is she at this point? That hill that is on her back is probably about fifteen feet in the air. Some of that baby debris that has fallen against the fin that is okay. there as well. Okay, so her back is covered by this like hill. That hill is her part, at least partially her back. Okay. Yes, that is one and the same. Okay. Um, well, first off, I want to make sure I'm far enough away to not get fucking slapped immediately. Understood. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, 
Uh, I think I'm gonna go for a revolver shot. Okay, what are you aiming at? Just, well, I guess technically. Her. Pure hit, just her. Alright, roll to kick some ass. Let's see what you get. Oh, wait, these are yours. Sam touched those. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I have bad luck. What are you guys doing? This is why I don't touch dice anymore. Good. See good. What happens? Good. See I didn't what touch happens? those. I didn't do anything so to that's those. A full. <clears throat> was coming. She feels the shot. How much damage are you doing? Uh, it is three. Yeah, three. She takes that hit. She feels it. She must be in some way because of where the eyes are vaguely positioned. Not as a normal fish, quite as far on both sides of the head, but enough to give her a wider range of movement. Based on where the hit came from, she swings one of her weird back, oddly shaped and sized toe fins, like where her legs would be, mm-hmm. that have like mud guppied into a fin, and she cuts you for two damage. It's a one. I'm okay with that. It's not personal. I gotta mm-hmm. do things. It's not fun if you just walk through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Rob, what's our what's our what's our chia pet doing? <laughs> I'm uh, just applying seed to my back and just uh, <laughs> just waiting uh, in the sun. He's trying to turn into a giant anglerfish <laughs> with, with a hill on its back. Um, about how deep did you say the water I'm in is, what Sam? What you guys are standing at, maybe two or three feet max. It's not a lot. You guys so, came in at an angle. Thigh high. I mean, yeah, you're not. It's nothing crazy. You guys came in at a good angle. The situation was red. You had some idea of what was going on and how to hang, uh, come in best. I'm going to uh, use some of my special moves. Heart of stone. When you are in contact with the ground, which I think the... I'll give you that. Riverbed Even under the okay, water, there's still ground. Yeah, you, your feet yep. are touching. You're good. Uh, plus one to armor. As your skin hardens to a temporary barrier, I guess we would just say, like, maybe a little more wood covers the moss. Okay, I'm in for that. You draw uh, energy from the earth itself to allow your wooden plating to protect you a little bit more so than it was earlier. I will... Would I be able to approach her still, or would that pretty much end my turn by... You uh, can do things. That is that is one of those moves. It's not really an action. You are okay. prepping yourself, but that would be like me telling Taylor that he can't when he uses per natural speed, that's his turn yep. because he did Thank you. blank. I wanted to be sure. Uh, so what you guys haven't seen to me at this point, one of my hands is made of wood. And the vines that wrap around my body almost create like a thorn right over those knuckles. Almost like a thorny brass knuckle over the wood, if you would. I, uh, we will. We will. I want to I walk right up to her, and I want to throw an uppercut from my fucking ankles. <laughs> Just a tiger uppercut right to her jowls. Oh, so you, you, you want to punch can. this lady. All righty. <laughs> And I want to go whoopsie if I hit from whoopsie. that uppercut. <laughs> Give me a roll, Rob. Don't lie about it. I'm not going to lie. I have got two experience points. Come on now. <laughs> Six plus kick some ass is... Where's my tough at? Seven. <laughs> All right. You. How much damage are you doing? What you got? 
that would be three for the wood or two for the wood hand, one for the vine. If you allow me to stack, nope, that I'm would be three that. damage. That makes sense for the character. That it makes sense. So you're looking at three, or was it? Yes, four? sir. Three. No, it is three. Okay. You uh you uppercut the side of her face, and you can feel that contact. You can feel your thorns catching in the more jagged surface structure of her skin as they begin to cut inwards as you go up. The problem is, is that as soon as you punch this giant fish in the face, it lunges forward and it knocks into you. You will do no harm, but she throws you into the water in front of her about eight feet. Okay. You're in. So that's going to be the, the entanglement, yes? Okay, everybody. We're at about the halfway point, and you know what that means. It's time for me, Cameron Baker, to introduce you to one of our friends in the tabletop role-playing game community. So I'm just going to shut up and play this promotional ad for uh, a good friend we've made through the Twitterverse. So hang tight and listen up. Visit Capewick. Situated on the mid-northeast coast of England, Capewick boasts a rich history dating back to before even the Romans set foot on our island. Visit the High Street, where you can find a variety of homegrown, independent shops, eateries, and historical sites. Take a walk along the beach enjoying Capewick Cove, exploring the very foundations of our town by looking at the cliff faces, caves, and strata that make up our earth. Venture further out of town to some of the ancient Celtic stone circles and Civil War battle sites. See the final resting place of Sir Tobias Tottle. Finally, wrap up your trip with a visit to Capewick Castle and Historical Village. Enjoy an afternoon learning how to be a Roman soldier in a fort, take part in daily life in a bustling Celtic settlement, and learn about the full history of Capewick in one of the oldest castles in the world. Maybe you'll even get a chance to meet the museum's curator, Professor Terence Froden. Oh, there he is now. What are you working on today, Professor? Well, I've been diving into the prehistory of Capewick, and I've been slowly uncovering more and more evidence of some ancient religion, or at least consistent idol work. That's very exciting, isn't it? So come visit Capewick, the town of... But I don't suppose you've seen my Ashley, have you? Oh, oh, don't, don't look there. Have I just walked into these two, having finished committing a murder? You see this man, he has been gutted by some kind of thing. Oh, hello, uh, Mr. Mr. Crisper. I just didn't expect to see my landlord today. I grab you by the lens of the camera. I, we just need to get to a phone. And we see the briefest flash of a shadow moon. Jesus, Mary, Jesus. I don't think it's safe to be in here. Do not open the door. I weren't going to, love. And all four of you here, like boots on the ground, coming closer to the village. Don't tell us. Don't tell us. The town that literally bleeds history. Plenty. The Cape 
Adequate Cassettes is an actual play RPG podcast using the Monster of the Week system, created by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. Set in a sleepy English seaside town during the late 90s, where four neighbours harbouring secrets will come together to stop their home being consumed by the very history it was built on. Join us every other week for laughs, thrills and misrepresented British history. I, I want to roll to kick some ass. You're in. So, that's going to be What's up? the entanglement, yes? What entanglement? My vines also do have a short entanglement to it. So, am I being knocked due to entanglement? Um, I didn't realize you were using your vines for entanglement. I thought you were just using the thorns. So... Let me make sure I'm reading this right. If I'm wrong, I will apologize. So one of my moves, or not one of my moves, one of my marks with this is... Because I think it's either or, you can use it. No, 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 no. Your arms are wrapped by thorny vines. Mm -hmm. One harm, close, entangling. If I'm punching her, I am close. She would be entangled. All right, is that what you're going for? You, you. I would say, yeah. All right, then we're going to change your move. Okay. As you as you hit, and your arm goes up, those thorns cut into that skin, and as your hand continues to go up, the vines, almost from your knuckles down, loosen. It is intentional. It is not painful for you. It is now sticking into the side of her face. When she lunges forward to hit you, you are knocked off of your feet and you slam back into the water. You are no deeper in. Your arm is still connected. You will take one harm, which you will not take due to your armor and the negative one harm that having Tatuba in your chest grants you. All right, Bernard. Let's go. Now, give me what you got. Um, okay, so I guess we'll roll first, and then we'll see what what I'm gonna do. So eight plus twelve. Eleven. Yeah, plus three. Plus one. Oh yeah, so twelve. So twelve. Don't forget that when you roll a ten or better, you get extra, extra effects. And when you get high enough level, you can have advanced moves that on a twelve plus. You do crazy things, right? Yeah. So, so for now, we'll we'll table that. But um, so what I'm doing is I'm I'm grabbing my my axe and I'm just going to throw it two handed as hard as I can, and I'm aiming for an eyeball. Okay, we can give you that. Um, and you rolled more than enough. Um, so I assume you're doing more harm, or is there something yes. else you would rather do with that twelve? Um, it's up to you. I don't mind either way. It's just how we go from there. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm just gonna do the uh, do the extra, um, the, the the plus one to the damage. And I, I think as I say, you know, I think as I throw it, I say, or before I throw it, I say it's a, uh, it's it's not the size of the angler fish. 
face. No, no, finish your face. it. <laughs> your face. You finish just, it now, just man. finish it. Is the angle of the axe attack? <laughs> all right, that's better. I'm okay with that. I'm all right. Uh, the axe goes into that eye, and it's a odd, slushy, popping noise. As as it is a fish, it doesn't have the traditional human eye with the thin coating over the iris. It's it's more of your traditional fishy eye, and it it yeah it goes in, and it's it's cracking along its edges. This thing turns to about face you, and in its removing of its mouth fully from the water, you are hit by it. Both you and Rob will take to harm as he is still being dragged by his entanglement by something that is more than double his size. So Rob takes nothing. Technically. I mean, you're now kind of under its mouth and you take one. Who's next? Uh, It can be Rob or Marcellus, whoever, not Rob, Orpheus. Okay. That's better. Seven. You 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 give it a blast. You 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 do that damage, and if I could speak appropriately, that'd be great. In your shooting hit, she gets angry. She now has one of your teammates knocked to the ground in front of her, and the other underneath her jaw. She begins to bob her head up and down on Orpheus. Again. It's not a ton of damage. She's she's a big fish, and her jaw isn't particularly designed to Just be strong. Slam. It's designed to slam shut and catch prey in it. So the two damage that she would be doing to a human... Orpheus just gets to be under the jaw being pounded into the dirt. Orpheus, how are you doing down there? <laughs> I can't do a French gargling accent. <laughs> I just don't uh, have that ability. <laughs> what do you want to do next? What happens? I'm retired. I... I guess I would disengage the grapple just to re-strike and re-engage in a different position. Maybe I'll try to get the the dorsal or something here. (laughs) Well, you got to remember right now you're under her jaw. Most of your action is going to be trying to get out from underneath it. Now, if you want to start punching her in the face from your current position to try to get her to move, we can do that. You can attempt to break that jaw and get it the hell off of you. You have that strength. You have that ability based on what you are. Okay. What would you like to do? Yeah, I definitely think that would be the ideal situation here. Um, I'm not even going to try to attempt a French gurgle. Sorry, people at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going to try to do another tiger uppercut here. Seven again. Didn't like that roll, but it worked. You Seven. managed to punch her in the jaw. You feel that fishy structure that is in existence. Not crumble, but maybe crack a bit underneath the pressure you are applying to it. She continues to find where the thing that took her eye was from. She continues to rotate. 
Bernard, you're safe where you're at. And Orpheus, you can clearly take the damage that's coming your way. Marcellus, you have to move in order to not be hit by the fins as she is attempting to turn her way toward where these attacks keep coming from. Because, because though, yes, your magnum is getting its hits. She's got two people punching her on the right and only one on the left. Yeah. What happens next? I will say, because I don't have... Um, ammo anymore. You can look for it if you want to that's, take the time. That's where I was going. Was I don't know if that's an act under pressure. I'd probably be act under pressure. I, I want to roll to try to find my bag. Okay. And it may not be that bad. It might okay. have been thrown out of the boat. Might be floating on the surface. Depends on how full that peanut butter jar was. It's an eight. I swear to God, one of those is always waiting <laughs> to be a six. That is such bullshit. Plus two, so that's a ten. Yep. Uh, One of your empty peanut butter jars has made that lift to the surface. It is right there. And within a few steps, you can have your hands on it and have your shotgun reloaded for next turn. Admittedly, she's not looking great. She's got a couple of bullet holes in her. This isn't some super monster or super intelligent. You guys really did well in coming in. You have a loaded shotgun if you need it. Who's next? Uh, I'm going to move out of the way of her fins mm-hmm. and shoot her again. Okay. Give me a roll. Seven. Plus. Oh. Well. That magnum round cuts through her skin. And in a very short time frame, the light in her remaining eye goes out. You can sense the breathing and the heartbeat stopping. She is slowing down. Between the axe in her eye, between the shotgun blast that spread across part of the front of her face, between the three rounds you put fairly well center mass this anglerfish is no longer alive you have done enough damage she was not a tank this is not an aquarium this is not where she belongs she was not in her element you have killed the anglerfish that was attacking you now how this normally goes you call it in it's hey we've got something out here come find it during the course of the day Anarium shows up. We're talking boats. We're talking helicopters. We are talking, I have a dead body and I need a cleanup crew. Because the difference between I have a problem that needs to be solved and I have a problem that needs to be cleaned up is manpower. Yeah. They arrive. As they are looking at this body, they're turning it over. They're attempting to get it up on a boat. Along the underside of this anglerfish, there are what appear to be three almost polyps in shape. Anybody who knows their anglerfish know that certain breeds, the males attach to the female and then release a fluid that causes them to literally become a part of the female. This would appear to be three males. And as the scientists around you are abuzz, handing you blankets and food and trying to keep you warm, content, not pissed off that you're wet... 
you can hear some of them talking. Apparently, these males were genetically modified. They were bioengineered to be different. And when they attached to the female, those new genetics were then passed into her circulatory system. This creature was not an accident. This creature was made. Maybe not how they intended it to be. And seeing as there's nothing on your radar in this area, possibly not in this area was it made. Anglerfish are traditionally deep sea fish, especially this breed, as ugly as it is. This was made. Now you guys have made a new friend. Orpheus, what's your intent going forward? Have you made friends? Have you made new partners? Are you a part of Charlie Team? Or are you still on the fence? Really quick, if it's possible before this happens. Hmm. Uh, Bernard, knowing what Bama likes to do, mm-hmm. I think he would like to grab him a piece of this weird fish, whatever he can get at, whatever is not being guarded, or if, mm-hmm. if, if it would be being guarded. Against they him. wouldn't be that not against you. No, I, I think he'd like to grab. Um, I don't know what what would be a, a reason. Fillet of it. <laughs> well, not necessarily a fillet, but I mean, could he? The little antennae, perhaps. Could, could he yeah, yank a scale off of it? Oh, yeah. I shot the antenna. I don't know if I could. You hit you it shot in the, the eye. turn. I I hit the eye with an axe. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> okay. Um, technically, yes, you destroyed its bioluminescence when you okay. fired at it. I mean, it's still there. You could. Her face never went back underwater. You may be able to collect some if you need to, if you yeah. think that is something that would be of value to Mama. Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe, could, could I grab a scale and just kind of scoop into an empty peanut butter jar some of the yes. bioluminescence? Yes. <laughs> I picture you doing this and everyone around you just going, what the fuck is he doing? I was like, hey. I know what Mama likes, and I go about my business. And it's <laughs> and they're all too afraid to ask us what the fuck. <laughs> hey, what's he doing? Nope, not asking that one. Uh, tree guy doesn't have a badge. Like not asking that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he's friend or foe. I mean, they seem cool with him, but I haven't met him yet. I don't know his name. He just walked in here, didn't say shit. So I'm assuming he's he's cool. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's what I've done. So I've I've got my um. My scale and my luminescent ooey goop in my feet. No, it's fair. <laughs> and it's interesting because it's bacteria, but it only exists in anglerfish. Right. Like, they, they, they're like, He's well, does it? peanut butter lantern. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's an interesting thought we'll have to keep in mind if you want to keep it. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we can maybe talk to Mom about it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Write that down, though. Yeah. So you remember. I mean, if you're giving it nine, immediately nine, away as a nine, gift, nine, you don't right. need to write it down because it's gone. If you're well, like keeping said, I, half I, of it. I want to talk to her. Like, we'll, we'll see if it's something she even wants. If, okay. If, like, I would like to have that conversation, I think. All right. Marcellus, what would you do on scene? I'd be making sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be fucking doing because they tend to goof off and be Cut too corners. distracted by uh, um, the, Thanks, the Dad. tree or the... Uh, guy scooping goop into a peanut butter jar and then they're just kind of standing there watching and I'm just going to kind of sneak up behind them and go is there something you should be doing? Okay. 
And they do. You keep them in line. They understand why you're there. You are currently next to Bernard, senior agent in charge of this site, though not of the cleanup crew itself. Right. I will say that's the first time I've ever written down peanut butter jar full of bioluminescent. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we got to share this moment. First time. First time for everything. Um, Rob, is this where you take off? Not Rob. Orpheus. Is this where you take off? Is this when you decide that these are friends or if it's time to go home? I do not know if this is always the way of your friend, Marcellus. But there is much more going on here. I assume this is the government you spoke of. And I assume... That we are going to catch those who have modified this fish. Yes, because, and we'll get more in depth into this once I get back to my office and I have access to all my files, but this is clear violation. They're creating things that aren't supposed to exist. They're creating creatures that should not exist. And that is in violation of an area of law. Uh, am I an earshot of this? I think I walk over and I, I say to uh, Orpheus, uh, "Get your fucking ass kicked back there." <laughs> but I can respect that. And I just kind of give him give him a good nod, and he can take that as he wants. <laughs> I, I do not under <clears throat> I do not understand all the things you are saying. But I feel compelled I, I pull out a to continue. Jar and I just say, peanut butter? <laughs> <laughs> no? All right. More for me. I feel compelled to continue with you. You will take me back. You will teach me. Yes? Yeah. Um... I would assume you would want some kind of watery, swampy living space at our headquarters. I would be content with anything that is living, that is plant-based. Plant-based. Okay. So we can get you a... uh, got some vegan burgers in the kitchen. A large room... Full of flowers and all type of flora and fauna, etc. Would would that be ideal for you? I find these conditions to be suitable. Alright, we can do that. Well, one thing's for sure. We're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> Marcellus is just gonna shake his head and walk away. <laughs> That's what I'm here. That's what I'm here for, guys. <laughs> this is what I bring to this table. He's, he's going to call Emily and update her on what they're doing. I hope your other compatriots are funny. <laughs> Funnier than him? Yes. Uh, stronger than him? No. <laughs> All right, everyone. My name is Cameron Baker, voice of Bernard. And thank you for joining us for the latest episode of Anarium.
a Monster of the Week podcast. You will be hearing from us again in two weeks, as always. But in the meantime, please go follow and subscribe to our friends at Roll Plenty on YouTube as they get ready for the release of the Cape Wick cassettes. And please leave us a review on iTunes or your preferred listening app. It really helps a lot in terms of finding new listeners and those kinds of things. You guys are the best. Uh, seriously, we really appreciate everyone who is uh, listening and, and, and giving feedback. It, it's, it really means the world to us. See you in two weeks. Uh, you guys are going to love it. Promise. <laughs>